Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. We've reached the first day of February. February 1st, 2023. is brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey life happens don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards we have a top-notch law firm right here in west georgia the perry and lawyers with offices in carrollton and bremen personal injury workman's comp and everything in between find them at callcadenow.com that's c-a-l-l-c-a-d-e-n-o-w.com local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results it is National Dark Chocolate Day. Okay. See, I'm a big fan of dark, dark chocolate. I just, I like the taste of it a little bit better than just the regular old-fashioned milk chocolate. I'm with you on that one. I like dark chocolate because it has, like, almost a bitter aftertaste to it, uh, which which I love. I, I, I can eat dark chocolate. Um, it's the only type of chocolate, chocolate I'm a fan of. I think I've mentioned it before, you know. On Mother's Day, I do edible and like per, like homemade edible arrangements uh, for all the mothers in my life. So that dark chocolate is among some of the chocolate that I use for the edible arrangement dipping chocolate. And yes, I do I do like jo- dark chocolate, bananas dipped in dark dark chocolate, pineapple dipped in dark chocolate, strawberries dipped in dark chocolate. Uh, but I am a fan of dark chocolate over milk chocolate for sure. No doubt. And today's right. also National Signing Day. It is National Signing Day. It's it's a big day for a lot of youth here in in the area. Um, I know we've been invited to several signing days. God, I wish we. I really, you know, some days I wish we didn't have our regular jobs that we could do this full time. Oh man, that makes one of us. <laughs> Does National Signing Day almost lose its luster now that we have the early signing period? No, I don't think so. Really? Uh, okay. No. It's still big. It's still a big day. See, it just almost the, the, there's not as much juice. There's not as much energy in National Signing Day today as there was, you know, ten years ago when we didn't have the early signing period. Like I feel. I feel like most people have already made the decision. Like they've already signed their LO, uh, LOAs and. Um, or LOIs, and I don't know. It just doesn't have as much juice as it used to, in my opinion. Okay. Well, we get to talk about Hawks versus Suns tonight. Um, Hawks are struggling right now, and that is not a good thing to go into Phoenix. That's an understatement. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Hawks are a point and a half dog. Oh, now just moved. Actually, they are a one point dog. Uh, tonight in Phoenix. Phoenix is two games over 500, uh, but I mean, they got some absolute monsters out there. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. <sighs> you know, I I don't I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna get tonight. I don't know what type of Trey Young we're gonna get if we're gonna get Trey Young at all. He's probable right now with that high ankle sprain. Um, it is a prime time game, or not a prime time game. I guess it is a nationally televised game. It's at 10 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to make it through the first quarter. But yeah, I mean, it's a Hawks team that, you know, they had that five game winning streak. We thought they figured something out. They were scoring, uh, you know, 
uh, above 115 in just like almost all of those games, playing good defense. Uh, the defense really stood out in the fourth quarter. And then you look at the past five games after that five game win streak. They're one and four right now. They've dropped games at home versus Charlotte, uh, at Chicago, home versus the Clippers, and then at Portland. They've played really poor defense over that entire stretch. Um, you know, Young was hurting one of those. I, I really don't know what to make of this Hawks team, and it's sort of the same song and dance we've had all this season, Billy, and all last season. It's just a it's just such a streaky team and an unpredictable team. You never know what you're gonna get. It's it's sort of like a box of chocolates. Uh you never know what you're gonna get out of that box. And week in and week out, game in and game out, it's the same song and dance for the Hawks. So you just don't know what you're gonna get, you know? And, sure. and tonight, I would assume, against Phoenix, probably going to be the same thing. We're in the midst of a five-game road trip right now, um, and the, the trade deadline's creeping up. There's been talks of them moving moving John Collins once again. I, you know, I don't know if that makes us better. I don't know if that makes this team better if we trade John. But I, I can tell you that the way this team is constructed right now, they're not consistent enough to make a run in the playoffs. They are talented enough when they are on their game, but they're not consistent enough to make a big impact once the playoffs roll around. I, I think I agree with that, but at the same time, you know, question right now for me is, is at the trade deadline, are we going to be sellers or buyers? And that's going to be a really interesting aspect going into it because if we're buyers, why? Why are we buyers? But like, does does Landry Fields think that we're just missing one or two pieces, or can we get a like? Because right now, I think our team is talented enough to make noise, but the problem is the consistency that they're playing in right now isn't doing anything for anybody. Yeah, I don't know if Landry Fields thinks that maybe bringing in that one piece will solidify some of that consistency and, and make it, you know, more consistent. We we could use another wing defender. I think that would be a big pickup. We got to get more shooting. Uh, I, I think one or two more sharp shooters in this team would be big. I really don't, Billy, I don't want to say with confidence that we're one piece away from being a legit Eastern Conference champion contender. I, I don't think we are. Um, just because of the consistency basis. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, but Billy, the last time you and I questioned moves from an Atlanta team at the midseason mark saying we're not sure if they're buyers or sellers, I think both of us had them as sellers, was the Braves a couple of years ago when they won the World Series. Um, so, so, you know, maybe hopefully we're in sort of the same boat now with the Hawks that, you know, I think you and I are sort of on the same page where I – you know, I don't want to say we're sellers, but I'm not really sure if, if being buyers were one move away uh, from being contenders in the NBA championship. Uh, hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully Landry Fields and, and the Hawks front office do have a couple moves in mind that will make us contenders. You know, I think I think the front office from the Hawks is a far cry away from the front office of the Braves. Um, but I don't think they've done a bad job assembling this team. We're just we're just not consistent enough. We're talented enough. The talent's there. The offense and defense is there. We're just not consistent enough on a night to night basis. That's fair. That's a thousand percent. Fair. All right, Bryce. Frustrating. Very frustrating. Hawks versus Suns tonight at 10 o'clock, as you mentioned, and it is a televised game on ESPN. All right, yeah. let's get to audio fun. Let's get to it. Billy, 
you and I, we've done a lot of a lot of games over the past couple of months, uh, starting since what about August? I think is when we started broadcasting yeah. broadcasting games. Done the podcast every single morning. Sometimes our voice goes right. We we wake up in the morning. We don't have our beautiful toned voices. Sometimes we get to the games at night and our our voices have gone. We get sick. Uh, but it's it's really aggravating if you if you are a nationally televised syndicated show pregame show and your voice is gone. You have to fight through it, and a valiant effort was made. The Bengal defense has come up with so many key turnovers all year long. That's rough. Wow. That is absolutely rough. For your voice to be like that in the Bengals-Chiefs game, AFC Championship game, pregame show, fighting through it with that voice cracking in the middle of it. Who was that? I don't remember. <laughs> it was it was somebody on the pre it was somebody on the uh, on the Bengals Chiefs pregame show. I don't remember who it was. Okay. Yeah, that that was I hate to hear that, but at the same time, like it, it happens. It does. We how many times have we our voices cracked and you know we in puberty? Um Oh a ton. Yeah. Uh, a ton. I, I called two whole football games this year and, and didn't have a voice before the game and it didn't get better as the game went on. <laughs> it, in fact, it got worse. Uh, so, yeah, I, I commend him for fighting through it. Uh, Billy, Patrick Mahomes is a great football player, but did you also know that he is a wizard? The wizard? You are a wizard, Patrick. And here is a, here's Patrick being called wizard and wizardry. Just fling it. A little risky. The wizard is still wizardry, but right here, oh, he might have been down. What? Yeah. What? 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 Tony? What was that? Tony's gotten weird. The wizard He's... is still wizardry. You know, for all the times that we were saying, "Gosh, Tony Romo's so good at this," Tony's gotten weird, guys. He's... Yeah. Tony has gotten weird, and Billy, I would venture out and say that I think Greg Olson might be better than Tony Romo is right now. Yeah. No joke. I, I really enjoyed Greg Olson on the Philadelphia Eagles um, versus uh, San Francisco 49ers. I think he did a great job calling that game. I agree. He was fantastic. He really was. Yeah. T- Tony's a little weird. Tony's gotten a little weird. The wizard keeps on wizardry. Uh, the next one is Travis Kelsey. I got two highlights for Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey just being Travis Kelsey. I love this guy. So here is the first one. He calls the Cincinnati, or excuse me, the mayor of Cincinnati a jabroni. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Uh, a couple things there. I haven't heard the word jabroni in a hot minute, dude. Like, like probably ten years. I haven't heard the word jabroni. And the next one, he's a thousand percent right. That mayor should have shut his mouth. And you know, if you want to make a fun, goofy bet with the other mayor, fine, whatever. That's what politicians do. To come out with an entire proclamation and have it like a thirty-minute-long speech, that's a bri- that's a bit jabroni-ish. I will agree there. There's, there's no doubt. And I think he's pulling, uh, he's pulling wrestling references. Like I think that was straight up the Rock right there, <laughs> straight out of WWE. 
and here, here's the next, Kelsey. You know, Burrowhead. That's all we heard all week long. Burrowhead, Burrowhead. He's 3-0 and uh, going into Patrick Mahomes' house, and he's Patrick Mahomes' daddy, et cetera, et cetera. And here's Travis Kelsey after the game on the Burrowhead notion. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Uh, dude, he is he's channeling his inner Ric Flair there. Woo! <laughs> Absolutely love the energy, dude. He reminds me of a new Gronk. I mean, that is that is straight out of WWE right there. You called it. That's Ric Flair S. It's it's straight WWE. It's funny as hell, too. Gosh. I love Travis Kelsey. That guy has to have a future in the WWE, right? He's gonna go into wrestling once he retires from football because that is perfect. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Chris Russo was on ESPN earlier this week talking about the draft. Um, and apparently Chris Russo is a fan of draft booty. Uh, not really sure what he's talking about here, but he is a fan of it. There's quarterbacks available. Who knows on fields? He hasn't shown he can throw from the pocket yet. That's the first thing. Second thing. So if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? That that was uh, that was Chris Russo talking about what the Bears are going to do at number one. Once again, he thinks that they should trade out of it and get some draft booty. What the hell? Do you think so, that's something that's sold oh. outside of the venue where the draft is being held? What the hell? Draft booties. Oh God. He's so is old. is that something? Is that something quantitative? Chris Russo is so old. He needs to stop. How is how is he still getting on mainstream media? I don't know, but ESPN thinks this is a good idea for him putting or putting him on the air. So, I, what the hell? Where would you draft draft booty? Is that, is that a first round pick right there, draft booty, or is that more like a third, fourth round gym? Booty would have to be fantastic for me to draft first round. That is very true. Draft booty. The Bears are looking at it, pick number one, or they might trade it. Uh, Billy, the last one. This is a question that has plagued mankind for years. Seagulls, how do they work and where do they live? This was caught on a hot mic on a hockey broadcast a couple nights ago. Dude, that seagull. Oh, my God. Ah, dirty bastard. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like, like the seagulls that live at the dump here in Colorado. Like, where do they live? What do, I mean, where's their house? Huh? Yeah, in a sec, I do. First, I want to know where the seagulls live. They don't live in a nest. They have webbed feet. They have to live on the ground. What the f- <laughs> Billy, I kid you not. I've listened to that clip probably 50 times, and I have almost cried laughing every time I have listened to that clip. What is going on? That was caught. I don't know what happened, but somebody didn't turn the mic off when it should have been off, and that was broadcast over the air in the Colorado Avalanche game this uh, this week. Oh my god! Oh, he poses a good question, Billy. Where do seagulls live? God, do you know where seagulls live? I don't know where they live. I don't know where their homes are. Do they live in nests in a tree? I don't think so. I've never seen a, a seagull fly into a nest, and he makes a good point. Seagulls—they have web rats with wings. They have webbed feet. 
can they can they live in a nest? They have webbed feet. They have to live on the ground somewhere. I, I mean, I, he poses a good question. I'm also not sure where seagulls live. I'm very curious. Oh, Jesus. And that is your audio fun for this week. <laughs> All right. So Bryce, Bryce saw something and, and is... Bryce is sometimes, I, I joke with him about this, but he is kind of a slave to Facebook. Um, he finds the most random-ish on Facebook and we'll, we'll jump on it. Um, so Bryce found this post that he made several years back and it's favorite players of all time for each league. And we've figured we might give you guys a little look into our our thoughts so yeah that's what we're gonna start with so we're gonna start with the nba bryce uh i've got shaq growing up i got jack and he was just absolutely dominant and he is he's a great figure he's he's fun to watch he was interesting to uh see off the court Shaq was my favorite growing up. And he seems like a legit good guy, too. Like, uh, all, all the stuff that he's done for charity and everything over the years, Shaq seems like a legit good guy. M- mine's Yao Ming, Shaq's counterpart. Uh, Yao came into the league, and he was by far my favorite player. I had a ton of Yao jerseys. I had Yao shoes, uh, Yao shorts. One of the favorite stories about Yao Ming actually involves Shaq. Shaq was a uh, trash talker, and Shaq would talk trash to Yao for years. And it took Yao like three years to respond to Shaq in a game. I, I think Yao, Shaq did something and he was trash talking Yao. And I think Yao said, you know, good, good dunk Shaq or something like that. And Shaq said he turned back and was shocked. And he said, he said, Yao, I didn't think you spoke English. And Yao goes, I speak English very well. He said, I just like to listen to you and never respond. And, he, and Shaq said that shook him to the core that uh, Shaq talked trash for three years. Yao understood every single word Shaq said, and Yao just never responded. It's go look up the story. It's one of the funniest stories Shaq has ever told. It's hilarious. All right, in the NFL, what you got? Uh, NFL, I got Zeke. Zeke is my all-time favorite. Uh, I had a really hard time with this because I'm not. It, it, it had to be an Ohio State guy, um, and I've had a bunch of I've had a bunch of players that I like: AJ Hawk, James Laurinaitis. Um, you know. Uh, it, but but I think it's Zeke. I think I think Zeke's been the most fun player that I've been able to watch in the NFL. I used to love Vic, uh, love Donovan McNabb, but Zeke is going to be my all-time favorite NFL player just to watch. I, I enjoyed watching him early in his career, sort of later in his career, not as good, but um, I enjoyed watching him. Growing up in in Atlanta, I got to watch Jesse Tuggle, and Jesse Tuggle is was a premier professional, and he was fantastic. Not, I loved I loved watching him every single Sunday and for the Falcon or yeah for the Falcons so gotta love Jesse Tuggle hammer every time I hear the uh, the name Jesse Tuggle I think of a tugboat I don't know why just for the tug oh, there's other things you can tug to <laughs> all right uh, college football yeah, college football Billy, Billy Billy who you got I got Troy Smith oh he was good Troy Smith quickly became a favorite of mine like an all-time favorite he wore number 10 which this will come into play a little bit later um but he was just a, a favorite and the fact that he won the heisman and and everything he did that year for the 06 team oh he was just a favorite 
greatest Ohio State quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Troy Smith. Yeah. He, he's, he's the best. Uh, my favorite college football player was Craig Krenzel. National championship winning uh, quarterback for Ohio State in 02. There's no reason Craig Krenzel should have should have sort of been where he was at Ohio State talent-wise. The guy was just grit and grind. He wasn't vastly talented, didn't have a big arm, wasn't fast. Uh, he was just, you know, had the intangibles. Uh, I love the Cowboy, man, and, and he is an absolute maniac off the field. Got fired for 97, won the fan because we showed up drunk after an Ohio State-Michigan game after we beat them up there. Uh, went on air and, you know, said one or two things that he probably shouldn't said on air. I'm a huge fan of Craig Krenzel. I will always be a big fan of Craig Krenzel. What about college basketball for you? Uh, honestly, your pick was my number two, and I struggled back and forth with who I was going to pick in this one. Um, your pick is my number two, but my number one is Greg Oden. Uh, for what he did that one year at Ohio State, he was phenomenal. Him and Mike Conley led a team to the national championship game. He went the entire year shooting left-handed with uh, on free throws because he broke his right hand and his his hand was his right hand was broken almost the entire year uh kept playing played through to played amazingly uh, and shot left-handed i loved gr- watching greg odin play at ohio state him and conley's alley-oops were amazing mine like i i thought about conley honestly because conley was a big fa- i was a big fan of his but this one was just duke has shoved down everybody's throats by espn right and when, Especially back then. Yeah. When this guy was going through Duke, I was a huge fan of his just because he was awesome. And that's JJ Redick. I I was a big fan of JJ Redick. He's been my all time favorite. I mean, I dude was a monster. Hey, well, monster at the three point line. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh, about you know you playing basketball in in the in the yard or whatever, and you're saying JJ Redick for three. Oh yeah, you jack up a three, it's Reddick all day long. Yep. Uh Billy Billy MLB, who you got? Uh this one is easy. The old battle axe. Chipper Jones. Yeah. Chipper. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would have that. Um I I, you know, I know Matt Ridgeway would have it. I, I think a lot of a lot of Braves fans are gonna join you in that one on, on chip number ten. Uh, mine growing up and was John Smoltz. I loved watching 29. Uh, I, I loved him growing up, watching him start. I loved him when I got older, watching him close. And then as I even got older, I loved watching him going back to the starters role. I, I loved his journey that he took, the struggles that he had. Uh, back when he was uh, starting the second stint for the Braves, that was sort of how I mapped out how I went to Braves games. I would only buy tickets to Braves games that John Smoltz um, – started in so i i've always been a huge john smoltz fan uh one of only two braves that i have ever owned their jersey of john smoltz i have three or four smoltz jerseys up in my closet the other one is freddie freeman um but yeah smoltz my favorite uh baseball player of all time okay let's get to boxing yeah we'll uh we'll pair boxing and mma into one um you didn't have anybody for boxing or mma i have boxing i have carl frotch uh, he w- he was amazing. The guy from Manchester, English boxer, um, knocked out just about everybody he faced. He retired uh, six, seven years ago. He-, he went through some amazing tournaments, knocked out uh, Arthur Abraham, knocked out a couple other people during that stint. Carl Froch was amazing to watch. And MMA, it's Nick Diaz. It was really tough to choose between Nick and Nate. I love both of those Diaz brothers, the swagger they brought to the ring, not only their fighting ability, but just the trash-talking 
that Nick and Nate Diaz had. They they were Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor was Conor McGregor. Uh, and they backed up all the trash talk as well. Nick and Nate Diaz are, are game to fight any day, anytime, anywhere against anybody. And, and I love watching Nick Diaz fight. All right, pro wrestling. Uh, Sting, Sting post nineteen ninety seven. When we get the uh, the Crow Sting, one of the one of the greatest eras in wrestling. I mean, you you got Sting, and you got the Monday Night Wars. You got the Attitude Era all going on at the same time. It was the late nineties, early two thousands for all of pro wrestling was amazing, and Sting was by far my favorite with the baseball bat and standing in the rafters. Oh, I I love it. Give me Hulk Hogan during his NWO days. Like the Wolfpack NWO days. That was, I don't know why, just loved seeing him turn heel. You know what I mean? And it was, it was so fun to watch. So, give me Hulk Hogan. I don't think there is a single wrestler I hate more than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, I cannot stand him. I, he is the most overhyped wrestler, in my opinion, that has ever stepped in the ring. I hate Hogan. All right, in golf, uh, mine is easy. It's Tiger. Um, uh, dude, I, I will cheer for that man for any tournaments every, everywhere. He, he could play mini golf, and I'd be cheering for him. <laughs> uh, mine's John Daly. I love the guy for the same reason I love Craig Krenzel, because there's no reason he should be there. <laughs> uh, John Daly's been married 75 times. Uh, he's 922 pounds and about 5'5", five, five, is the most unathletic golfer I think I've ever seen. And he goes out there and just whacks the crap out of the ball. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a PGA champion. He's a U.S. Open champion. Uh, his son's now on the tour. I, 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 I love watching him play. Um, came close to winning the Masters a couple times. Dude's just out there smoking cigs, eating M&Ms, and hammering Diet Cokes. Funny. All right, finally, hockey. Yeah, mine's Mario Lemieux. Uh, I grew up playing. I've never, never been a huge hockey fan, uh, but Mario Lemieux has uh, always been my favorite. Grew up playing with him in the old NHL games in the '90s on PlayStation. So that's sort of why I'm, I'm a Mario Lemieux fan. I, I was a I was a Penguins fan back in the day. Uh, got back into hockey, and I absolutely hate Sidney Crosby. So I couldn't be a, 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 a Penguins fan now. Sort of in my resurgence in hockey fandom. Uh, but Mario Lemieux is my favorite hockey player of all time. Give me Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, Who did he play for? Such an ass. God, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I went to a lot of Atlanta Thrashers games. A lot. Because I somehow, you know, they were cheap tickets. And I was able to bounce into Atlanta really quick. And my dad sometimes was able to get tickets from friend of his so we would get really good seats and he's like hey can you can come into town tonight for a hockey game and i was like yeah let's go drove in all the time so watching Ilya kolchuk play was was awesome so yeah. what, what do you think do you think there's still a possibility of of hockey returning to atlanta professional hockey returning to atlanta sure it would it, I, I think arthur blank needs to spearhead that that would be ideal yeah i think i think he needs to spearhead that billy let's get to the marine south scoreboard from last night uh we had a bunch of bunch of uh basketball in action as well as some soccer in action last night 
In girls basketball, Mount Zion beats Bowden 59-17. Emily Bird with 20 points and Isaiah Farley with 11 points. Mount Zion wrapped up the number one seed in that region for the girls' side. Uh, this uh, Southeast Whitfield asked Central. Billy, on the girls' side, I could not find a score this morning for this game. Still? Still. Is that not one of the craziest things? That is, uh, Central is usually one of the best schools in our area about getting scores and stuff out on social media, and I could not find a score for that this, uh, you know, last night. I am going to assume Central won, but I don't know. I don't have a score for that one. Uh, Bremen beats Ringgold last night on senior night, 37 to 29. Mary House had 19 points. I believe she had three three pointers that she hit last night. A great night for Mary House and all the seniors uh, on that Bremen girls team. Heard County falls to Temple, 53 to 47. McKenna Nix with 22 points. Scotland McCoy with 11 points. And Carly Bagwell with nine points. Big win for Temple in that region. Carrollson County falls to Murray County, 64-26, and Carrollton beats Westlake, 58-43. On the boys' side, Mount Zion beats Bowden, 77-61. Westlake beats Carrollton, 58-51. Central boys beats Southeast Whitfield, 61-42. Max Trey Young had 14 points. Alex Kavich had 12 points, and Isaiah West also added in 12 points. Ringgold beats Bremen, 83-73. Cade Costanzo has 15 points. On senior night, Heard County falls to Temple, 69-38. to Amon Jackson had 18 points, 4 rebounds. Alex Banks, 17 points, 7 rebounds. And Ezekiel Jacobson, 11 points, 7 rebounds. Harrelson County falls to Murray County, 73-60. to And Villarica falls to Oxford, 51-48. to On the soccer schedule from last night, boys soccer, Bremen beats South Paulding 3-0. And Carrollton falls to Columbus, 1-0. On the girls' side for soccer last night, Bremen beats South Paulding 2-1, so Bremen gets a clean sweep of South Paulding last night in boys' and girls' soccer. On the Smith's floor-covering games and events calendar for tonight, we ain't got nothing. Nothing. We got nothing. All right. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Last night, LeBron James hits his first triple-double of the season and lifts the Lakers to win at MSG. Good for LeBron. For LBJ. Yeah, 129-123 overtime victory against the Knicks. He is uh how many points he he's not very far behind that scoring that scoring record. I think he might be under 100. It's getting close, man. It's going to be probably Probably next week that he breaks it, I would assume. Broncos have reached a deal with Saints to trade for Sean Payton as their new head coach. <laughs> I think it was the first and the second or first and the third. Oh, man. it's uh, That organization is absolutely screw themselves for the next 10 years, and I don't think it's going to result in a Super Bowl. Uh, the Broncos spent yesterday trying to hire D'Amico Ryans, Again, uh, but he didn't didn't want to go to the Broncos. He committed to the Texans. And after he committed to the Texans, the Broncos still tried to hire D'Amico Ryans, and he turned them down. So the Broncos have pretty much forfeited their future for the next 10 years to bring in a couple years of Russell Wilson and a couple years of Sean Payton. And I don't think it's going to result in a Super Bowl. I, I think they have just put their franchise in a tailspin for the next decade. Uh, a good hire, in my opinion. Texas has 
the Texans have hired 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans as their head coach. Yeah, I'm with you on that good hire. D'Amico Ryans had an amazing defense all year long, especially it showed up really big uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Um, I'm joking, but uh, no, no, he he deserved a, uh, a head coaching job for for what he did with that defense this year with the 49ers. I hope all the success comes to him out there in the Texans. Quarterbacks Tyler Huntley, Trevor Lawrence, and Derek Carr are all heading to the Pro Bowl now. Boy, what an absolute, you know, why is Tyler Huntley included in that list? Tyler Huntley only had two touchdowns this year, I believe. Uh, they're, they're getting real desperate. The best thing about this, Billy, you know Josh Allen turned the Pro Bowl down <laughs> because he was injured? Yeah. Would, would you like to know what Josh Allen is doing this weekend? What? He's playing out in the uh, Pebble Beach Pro. Oh, good. For him. <laughs> too hurt to play football in the uh, in the Pro Bowl, but not too hurt to play golf out at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. <laughs> Panthers owner David Tepper trying to end, quote, old boys network, unquote. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I mean, he's trying to sort of break the the good old boys version of, of, of NFL ownership and head coaches and all that stuff. So I, I'm in for that. Yeah, break that up. NFL teams in line to see, quote, a better version of Ended Hooker. Uh, yeah, he, he was slinging it at the Pro Bowl practices the other night, and Hendon uh, uh, Hooker said, it will be a better version of myself, uh, the best y'all have seen yet. So I'm excited. That's one of those guys that's not getting any hype. You know, going into the draft, it's it's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and, and Will Levis are the three kind of top quarterbacks that are getting most of the talk. And nobody's talking about Hendon Hooker, who was the Heisman candidate. He was leading the Heisman voting before he got injured. Um, he, he might be one of those guys that slips late first, second, third round, uh, and somebody picks up a gym. I, I think Hendon Hooker is a very good quarterback. I don't think he's NFL ready. But I think he has a lot of talent, and he could be a. I, I think he could be a good quarterback in two or three years. Finally, today in 2022, last year, at age 44, Tom Brady, regarded as one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time, announces his retirement after a 22-year career, a record seven Super Bowl titles with the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, he took that back about six weeks later, but. You know, it is what it is. Was it six weeks? Was he retired that long? I think it was around six weeks. Yeah, I don't remember. I <laughs> you think he's going to retire again this uh, year. This is when he retired last year. You think he retires around this time this year? I don't think so. I, the more and more that I think about it, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. But I don't know about Tom. No, I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to retire because he's going to go to the Dallas Cowboys and win a Super Bowl next year, so that can't happen. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Tom's going out to Las Vegas. You know, I've already clearly stated why he's going to Vegas. He doesn't want to live somewhere as a bachelor where the average age is 102 down in Tampa. Uh, so he's going he's to go out to Vegas, go see some showgirls. going to go out there with Devontae Adams and, and pal around. I don't know. It'll be interesting offseason for the NFL this year, man. We only got one more NFL game. One more NFL game this year. That's really depressing that the NFL season's almost over. Bryce, you got anything else? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a hump day. Let's do it. Bryce, I'm Billy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>